Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things you believe to be impossible are in fact very much possible? Reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, terrifying. We are at the fringes of the map, and there's more than just dragons. You can see back in that rec room that you were in before, all of the soldiers that you were in the helicopter with are there. They're all, uh, most of them are sitting around a table playing cards. The sergeant and the lieutenant are off in one of the corners having a conversation. There's a few other soldiers dotted around the place. What would you like to do? I'm going to sit with the... I'm going to walk over to the guys playing cards. There'd be uh, room for another uh, player over here, you guys. One of them pulls away. You see on his shirt is stenciled Corporal Woodrow Klein. Mm-hmm. He gestures to an empty seat. I'm going to sit down next to him. Thanks, Woody. No worries. So uh, any of you guys uh, part of this operation that's going out? Woody responds, I believe we all are. Obviously, you're not very, well, you're new. Uh, you and Orson have a lot to talk about, he says, gesturing to, across the table, a man with Corporal Orson Vargas stenciled on his clothes. I will get you to make a politics intelligence check, I guess. Yeah, right. When you look at his uniform, you kind of get a quick lay of the land and you can deduce that Woodrow, Woody Klein and Orson Vargas are clearly... Both of them are corporals, you would imagine. So they have some, like, uh, like a low-level leadership role. The other four people around the table would all be, like, just basic privates and mm-hmm. would probably be deferring to them. Orson Vargas as well. You see that his, uh, his fatigues are slightly different than everyone else's. And you know that he is not army, but he is, in fact, navy. Mm. Uh, you would imagine that he is the expert that is here to fix the accusids. You would also probably know that he would be like an educated person. Orson mm-hmm. probably has like a degree. Orson, you look a little out of place in this sea of green. What are you doing here? Uh, I'm I'm an attaché, he says. And everyone at the table, you could tell that there's like an in-joke among everyone at the table. When he says attaché, everyone goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'll, uh, I'll try not to get too attached. You will make an expression, let's call it expression presence, to tell that joke. 
No successes, unfortunately. No one's like, oh, bullshit, what the fuck's this? Just, like, no one finds the joke particularly funny. Uh, I start playing to lose. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'll get you to make, then, that will be a subterfuge manipulation check. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, these guys aren't going to like me any better if I start taking their money. You spend half an hour playing playing cards with them and you lose pretty thoroughly i'd say you're maybe like i don't know like a or how actually with three successes how much money are you willing to lose here i'd say about 20 bucks in in 1970 money fair all right so you you spend to get their approval no more than 20 bucks you're very good at like cleverly betting to make sure that you lose only the amount you want yeah, I'd like to to get their names just to get a sense for what they're all doing here. Talk to these guys, chat them up. You get to know them. I will make that a socialize manipulation check, and I'm going to give you a plus one because they like you now. Yeah, I make a like a big fuss about how how crappy my luck is. No successes, but. What I'll say is you learn you learn information about them. You don't further the relationship. There's no like deep connection there. Gotcha. It's just getting to know them, which to be fair, like you've, you've barely, kn- you only just met. So Corporal Woody, you find out that he is named after the president. Oh my goodness. And he hates it. <laughs> he is named after President Woodrow Wilson. Uh, his mother and father were like diehard Woodrow Wilson fans back in the day. Uh, he is furious that he, he clearly got bullied a lot about that in school. Orson Vargas, you, well, you didn't, you don't learn anything you didn't already know. He, he has a degree in electrical engineering. He seems like a pretty clever person. He seems pretty turned on. So the privates are Private Carson Summer. Okay. Uh, Private Carson Summer is from Oklahoma. All right. Or I should say, okay. Ah, uh, yes. Very clever. Yes. That's the, yes. That's the, uh, that's, that's the two the, letter abbreviation yes, for. Yes. Yes. Oklahoma, you see. Private Carson Summer strikes you as that like classic farm boy sort of person. He seems just very amicable. He seems really friendly. I would say, despite the fact that I just said that you don't really further a relationship with anyone, you feel like your conversation with Carson Summer, he like latches onto you. And you could tell that he's just that sort of a person. He's friendly with Got everyone. It. Yeah, yeah. I like him already. Every now and then as well, he leans backwards and starts doing something underneath the table. It looks a little suggestive until you, maybe Bob gives him a strange look and he holds up, he's got like a stick and he's been whittling. And then uh, who else we got here? Tell Show me some more privates. Private Idris Rigby. Idris has his helmet sitting on the table and you can see it has stenciled on it, lean killing machine. Mm-hmm. He is the machine gunner. And you can see that he quite obviously loves his job. He's got a M60 machine gun leaning against one of the walls, and every now and then he just turns around to check that it's still there, as if someone would steal it. Yeah, like, listen, if it's not on his tripod, it's not going to run away. <laughs> I'm going to make another roll. That's a good joke. Everyone laughs. That's a pretty funny joke. I, I can't keep losing to you guys. You get to clean me out. I'm out here to make some money. Listen, I, I want to get all these, these good-looking boys out here together. Bob, can we get a picture of the whole squad? Everyone gathers together. Everyone's, like, laughing. And Bob... Listen, you fucks, I know how excited you are to be here, but try not to look so serious, okay? 
Everybody, no roll for that one. People are having a good time. Yeah, the, you're the life of the party right now. So uh, if you were curious, there are two other people that I haven't said, but you have met. They're Private Jun Holman and Private Samson Knapp. Who are these guys? I'll say you just don't really get a chance to talk to them much. They yeah, seem, guys. Uh, yeah, they just seem like part of the part of the group. Bob trying to get as far back as he can to, because the room's not incredibly big. He gets the best photo he can. I'll roll for him. It's a decent photo. He gets all of you in. Everyone has their eyes open. Everyone looks good. Well, you won't know that until you develop it. But he did well. As we as we we wrap up. Our, our, our game of cards we finish up this thing we're like hey listen i'm gonna be getting out of here a lot faster than you guys are god willing so if you got any letters you want me to take home personally anybody or send them when i get back to the states they're gonna get home a lot faster than they will with the mail out here so whatever you want write it down and send it i'll take care of it if you guys need anything sent back here let me know i'll do what i can corporal woody leads everyone else through uh some of them just don't have paper or pen so he helps everyone get pen and paper and then he helps everyone write down you, he actually also writes for Samson Knapp, who you discover is illiterate. Oh. Samson Knapp just dictates a letter to his mother, and Woody writes it down for him. That's nice. Uh, once they're all done, they all give you their letters. All right, all right. I'll see that these get out. Oh, so what do you guys know about this? Uh, what do you guys know about this operation that we're doing here? Idris shrugs and says, I don't really know. I just... Uh, they point, I shoot. I can see that you're very, uh, you're very singular focus. Woody turns to you and says, "You were in the, you were in the briefing room. What do you know?" Oh, they haven't told you guys. They all shake their heads. I don't know. You, that lieutenant colonel seems like a hard case. I don't want to be the. Uh, I don't want to get on his bad side. Come on, ah, Woody says. You guys know anything about these uh, Akusid? Orson nods. Akusids, yeah, yeah. Uh, Are we, is this something with, uh, uh, he like rolls his eyes around igloo white. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Yeah. I vaguely, I know I did a, before I came here, I did a two week course on them. So I figured that had something to do with it. Yeah. It looks like a couple of them are, uh, not quite in working order. We got to track them down and fix them. They're behind enemy lines, aren't they? Says Orson. Sounds like it. Sick. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Orson stands up. I'm going to go for a smoke. You, uh, you guys have any idea what, I mean, aside from the obvious of, uh, you know, any idea what might have happened to the uh, previous team that was in charge of these things? Everyone shakes their head. Mm. At that, the sergeant comes around. You uh, you have, in conversation, you've learned, he, uh, he doesn't have anything stenciled on his one. You see that there's a space for it, but it's been torn off. You're not 100% sure what that's about. But you now know that his name is Sergeant Matthew McGlade. Got it. You also know from speaking to everyone in the group, you've learned, you probably were a bit curious about the man who tore off his name tag. You learn that he is very religious, or at least that's what everyone thinks, because he never swears. Sergeant? Enough of that. Enough of that. None of this. No conversations until we're ready to brief you. Fair enough. Woody? Facing away from the sergeant, so the sergeant can't see, gives you like a like a hoity-toity sort of look, kind of mocking the sergeant. I'm going to lean over to uh, to Bob and I'll be like, Bob, just keep your eyes and ears open, huh? Bob nods, as always. I'm going to go out and have a smoke with uh, 
Corporal Vargas. You head outside. Just outside the concrete building, there's that space where it's marked with white and everyone can stand. You can see a couple spaces around like that spotted around the FOB. You, I will get you to make a uh, a Witz's composure check, which is a basically a perception check. So your Witz is three, your composure is two, so that's five dice. And you have the merit trained observer, which means that so... Eights, nines, and tens are successes. Ten is a success with a reroll. For you, nine is also a success with a reroll. Nine again. So you spot that the wrecked out helicopter is still there. You also see stenciled on its side is Hornet 2. You can also see Hornet, the original one that you came in, is back here. It's landed again. Oh. Is uh, is anyone coming in or out of it? Like it, it did- It's empty. It's It's touched down. It's off. Oh, wow. Okay. So that means that somebody must have come in. Actually, with three successes, across the way, there's a... With a lot of armor around it to prevent gunfire or anything like that, there's a refueling station, obviously meant for the helicopters. Next to that refueling station, you can see the pilot, co-pilot, and crew chief. They're having a conversation with an engineer. Every now and then, you hear an artillery round dropping somewhere nearby. There's no more bombing runs, but you hear lots of gunfire coming from the FOB and towards the FOB. I'm gonna, I'm gonna excuse uh, myself from uh, Corporal Vargas and walk over to uh, where the crew from the uh, Hornet is. You will need to get down and crawl. Do you still want to do that? Oh, they're they're all the way over there. Yeah, they're like on the other side of the FOB. Yeah, live dangerously. Could be a really short game. I'm going to roll a chance check or a luck check. Highs or lows? Oh my goodness. Lows always lows. So I've got good news and I've got bad news. I love them both. You feel a round hit you in the shoulder. Holy shit. It is completely, it must have been fired from a great distance. It's lost a lot of its velocity. It is completely blocked by your flak jacket. You just feel like the impact of it. You maybe take... I'd say two points of bludgeoning damage. So mm. let me explain damage to you. So there are three types of damage. There's bludgeoning, lethal, and aggravated. Bludgeoning is the sort of damage you take from getting punched. So the bullet didn't penetrate you. It just hit you with a lot of force. Got so it's it. like someone just really punched you in the shoulder. It smarts, but bludgeoning damage goes away at one point every hour. So in two hours, you'll be back, back, into, back to normal. Lethal right. damage is with a weapon designed to kill. So a gun, a dagger, they deal lethal damage. And then finally, aggravated damage is damage that either will take months to heal or may never heal. So lethal damage, you recover lethal damage one a day. Aggravated damage, you recover it one a month, if at all. So aggravated damage is being set on fire or losing a limb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the way damage works is full bashing damage, you need to roll to stay conscious, but only once. That's like being that's like someone tries to knock you out. Full lethal damage, you need to roll every round to stay conscious, or you may fall unconscious. And when you are at full lethal, every round you bleed out and slowly take aggravated damage. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll on the ground away from where that happened and shout out Jesus and friends. <laughs> You you hear more gunfire. Do you want to turn? You're you're about halfway. Do you want to turn around or continue? 
Ah, shit. Ah. <laughs> ah, fuck. I don't want to know. I don't need to know what those, uh, the, the helicopter do crew is doing here badly enough to keep going. You know what? I just got shot to find out. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> That's good. I love that. All right. You get to the other side without any further incident. As you're approaching them, the engineer that they're talking to and the helicopter crew all see you and they get down low and they start encouraging you to keep moving. They're obviously invested in you not dying. As I as I get close, I stop crawling and just start rolling as fast as I can okay. across the like finish line there and lay on the ground panting. <sighs> Somebody ought to talk to the Neighborhood Association about these people. I'm going to roll again for a joke. I'm going to give you a plus one because you don't know it, but the crew chief liked you. He <laughs> He thought you were fun as you were coming in. Three successes. Everyone laughs. The helicopter crew and the engineer there all have a good chuckle. The pilot looks at you and says, "Well, that uh, that uh, that that um, that that was an impressive feat of yours. I would not have done the same thing in your position." Listen, when I was in school, when I was going to college, right, I had a professor who said, uh, "Never defend a mistake just because you spent a long time making it," and I always thought that was bullshit. Uh, 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 I would say that the, the, uh, uh, that you you had a very clever professor there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish some of it rubbed off. Any of you guys got a cigarette? One of them bums you a cigarette. I'll say the co-pilot. Thanks. You see all of them from their stenciled names. They are the pilot is Captain Ronan Riddle. Got it. Co-pilot is Lieutenant Diego Maguire, and uh, I think you already knew the crew chief, Sergeant Carlo Farrell. Uh, yeah, I met Pharrell and Diwali. Yeah. Uh, the engineer, uh, now that you've crawled over, the engineer realized he's not doing his job. So he quickly starts grabbing a hose and he's clearly moving to refuel the helicopter. Hey, listen, what are you guys doing back here so soon? He said, smoking while they refuel the helicopter. <laughs> They're all smoking too, so whatever. Yeah. The engineer is still, he's as he's refueling, the engineer's got like a cigarette hanging out of the corner of his mouth. <laughs> he clearly doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah, what are you guys doing back here so soon? Ronan, uh, the captain, the pilot, responds, Well, we, uh, we, uh, uh, we're going to be here sending you up north, I believe. Oh, you're where my you're, ride. Where you ride, yeah. We, uh, 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 we were just talking about your lieutenant. Yeah, he's a uh, real charmer. Yeah, uh, uh, before we took off, back when we were... Uh, ba- ba- Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, back when we were at base, I had a long, interesting conversation with him. Uh, did you know he does not realize uh, that uh, 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 we are not in Korea? Everyone laughs. <laughs> Did he write your name in his little book? I uh, uh, no, I was pretty polite to him. I uh, I am laughing behind his back. <laughs> I think that is uh, much funnier. That's safest place. Yeah, you know what they say: uh, uh, the human ear is designed to hear only what is in front of it, uh, because that is where your friends live. That man, he is nothing. You don't have to worry about my little book. If I write your name in it, that just means you're going to be in the newspaper. That's all right. I I would never assume that someone of you, uh, your stature would uh, I- I- incriminate someone such as me. I am an angel, he says, and the co-pilot <laughs> and the crew chief laugh. I'll make a note of that. It's rare you meet uh, angels in my line of work. Interesting that you need a helicopter. I swear, I, I, I swear to you now, you uh, you will be at the end of your little trip Welcome back. You will hear me rumbling in the sky, and you will be, oh, my Lord, The God has delivered an angel unto me. I swear I hear it more times than you would believe. <laughs> well, it's it's a pleasure to be flying with angels. I will admit my disappointment that the limo service I ordered uh, is not here. I don't know if they deliver this far outside of the city. You know, that's exactly the same thing that the guy said when I called. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You get reception around here? Oh, wait, is reception something? Yeah, no, no, no. Everything yeah, is Yeah, I don't think lines. people yeah, in the yeah. 60s are saying that. <laughs> um, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a wonder you, you were able to get a phone line out to this part, of the, uh, this part of the country. You think that's bad? They reversed the charges. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Anyway. Um, yeah, that, that joke is going to go over big with anyone who's probably listening to this podcast. <laughs> people in their, like, 20s and 30s. <laughs> talking about what's a old-timey phone, phone charges <laughs> i believe we have not been properly introduced my name is uh captain ronan riddle this is of course lieutenant diego maguire diego nods and uh, i believe you've already met and had a lovely conversation with uh pharrell over there yeah how's it going carlo uh murray edwards new york city tribune i want you to know that uh apparently diego reads your newspaper diego nods he seems like a man with few words diego I'm sorry to hear that, Diego. I understand the Times subscription is very expensive. Diego smiles and nods. He just seems like a really quiet person. He's not really saying much. Yeah. Uh, what, to what do we owe the pleasure of you coming over here? Honestly, it was my own damn fool curiosity. I wanted to see where you guys were back so soon. I ah, really, yes, I see. really should have figured that it was, uh, you know, I was going to need some mode of transportation to where we're going. Yeah, you do not. Uh, he just he thumbs he thumbs to like one of the bullets that just hits near where you are, and says, "Yeah, you do. Uh, you do not want to walk. It's a bad neighborhood." 
Well, I mean, between you and me, if it's uh, if it's a choice between the bullets and Lieutenant uh, Inello, I feel a little safer over here. That man, he uh, he's a uh, I believe they call them a uh, empty uniform. <laughs> that's that's very visual. <laughs> Uh, apparently he, uh, 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 yeah, uh, look, hey, he seems like this is something unpleasant that he has to do in between now and what he wants to do. Yeah, he mentioned that his daddy helped him to get here. That's, uh, unshocking. Yeah, his father is a big wig at Bismarck Coal and Oil. All right. Well, you guys have any advice for getting, uh, back across this exciting patch here? Look. I have discovered that the fastest way is typically the best way. And he gestures back to the concrete bunker that you came from, and you can see that everyone seems to be assembling and getting ready to make their way towards the helicopter. And while that's happening, the engineer is decoupling the refueling hose. Looks like everything's getting ready to everything's getting ready to go. I would say uh, if you want to, we could um, do this together. Uh, obviously not two together. That presents quite an, uh, a large target for the enemy, but certainly one at a time together. <laughs> he laughs at himself. One at a time together it is. Uh, who first, then? Oh, well, fortune favors the bold. You gonna go? Yeah. I'll make another luck check. Highs or lows? Lows it is. Oh, okay. Highs or lows, knowing that I either got 95 or 5. Lows it is. You make your way there. And as you're making your way there, you hear someone from... So all of the walls to this FOB have like an elevated section behind them where someone can stand on the wall and fire out. And there are pretty at, at pretty specific in- intervals. There are soldiers along pretty much every stretch of the wall returning fire to the Vietnamese firing at you. You hear one of the soldiers from the wall scream, Smoke! 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 And then near you, a a smoke grenade lands and then starts billowing smoke that covers you completely. You you get to the helicopter without a single issue. Oh, great. Uh, And then because of the smoke, the entire crew gets to the helicopter without any issue. Everyone starts piling into the chopper. The helicopter blades start... start whirring up you see that the lieutenant colonel is here having some last words with the lieutenant they do not seem to be happy words and then the lieutenant steps back bang 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 slaps on the side of the helicopter and uh, you watch him slowly falling away as the helicopter rises up which side of the helicopter do you want to be sitting on you could sit on the non-gunner side or the gunner side which side was i on before you were on the gunner side last time. I'll stay there. The crew chief, Pharrell, lurches with the M60 as you're taking off, and you hear bum, 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 as he starts firing pretty chaotically into the jungle. You don't think he has a target. You think he's I just, just shooting. I ask, yeah. The helicopter gets airborne and then is eventually too high for automatic weapons fire to really hurt it. Although as it's rising, there's a terrifying moment as... A RPG round sails very precariously close to the helicopter. I, I look at him and go, normal, right? Normal! This rules! He gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> and then <sighs> you're away. You think it's not like war? You think it's near death that excites him? 
You think if he was in a crash that was just like a mechanical fault, he would have fucking loved it? I I start just writing down my impressions of the day so far. After several hours flying over North Vietnam, you see that there's a like a large clearing up ahead. The clearing is at the base of you can't actually see the mountain. The jungle here is simply too thick. But from the height of the trees, the slowly sloping height of the trees, you can tell that this clearing is at the base of some sort of grand mountain like mountainous region. The helicopter starts descending as you hear, I hear there's trouble on the way. Don't go rock the night. And and that's it. That's as far as we're allowed to get. And that was supposed to be That was Bad Moon Rising. Oh my I feel the Bad Moon Rising. Come on. Don't make me do any more, otherwise we're gonna get a copyright strike. No. I don't I don't Look, think anyone's I... gonna think that you're you're singing a known song. It's better than my Nixon impression. Anyway. Is it? <laughs> well, thank you Nick. for saying my Nixon impression was better. All right, go on. You slowly start descending. Have you been, are you very good with navigation and have you been keeping track? Because the lieutenant does have a map with where you're supposed to be going. Actually, the sergeant would have one as well. And they've both been keeping track. Would you also be keeping track or are you just kind of like along for the ride? I'll be trying my best. I, I think I, I only have like average uh, kind of in in that regard awareness yeah yeah that's okay well as the helicopter descends you you obviously you must know that you're you're close to where you're going to be starting your trail you can hear the radio dies down for but a brief moment so that over the radio the pilot can call in saying well uh uh this isn't exactly where you want to be uh beginning your little trek but this is as close as we're going to be able to get you with the thickness of the foliage around here uh, I'm letting you know uh, uh, that uh, I have made this trip before with a with the the previous team, and uh, I'm here to let you know that uh, 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 we did not come out of it unscathed. He says, and then from the from the pilot seat, you see him gesture out to the side of the helicopter where there's that that sheer damage. Uh, we did not come out of it unscathed last time, and we are not expecting to come out of it unscathed this time. So uh, I, I, I I would be prepared for a hot drop. Hang on to your harp. <laughs> no one, uh, that is funny, but no one laughs this time because it's just everyone's amped up right now. The helicopter starts lowering down, and as Bad Moon Rising finishes, the helicopter doesn't touch down but gets low enough that everyone can start jumping out. Preemptively, the crew chief starts firing into the jungle, but I will make you a wits composure check. Thanks, baby. There's no return fire. There's no one, no one's shooting back at the helicopter. You're, you're coming down unmolested, although you are spewing forth a lot of firepower because several of the soldiers have uh, leveled their rifles and are also firing. As the helicopter slows down, the sergeant starts screaming, out, 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 and everyone starts bailing. Yeah, I run out. Everyone hops out and the helicopter starts rising. Right before it rises, the crew chief... Pharrell leans out of the helicopter and yells so that as many people can hear as possible. We'll be back in four nights, five days, I think. And then the helicopter's away. Uh, as, as everybody stops shooting, I make like a little finger gun and blow the smoke from the barrel and holster it. 
maybe maybe Woody like gives you a like a serious nod. It seems like a lot of the people here are still very like tense and amped up. Yeah, understandably, man, I get it. The lieutenant is kind of just standing around idly. He seems to have been expecting combat, and combat is not happening. So, because he's not doing anything, the sergeant starts yelling at people to secure the clearing, and the soldiers fan out to secure the area. What do you want to do? I'm going to go and check in with the, the lieutenant. You wander over to the lieutenant, and Bob starts walking towards one end of the clearing. Okay. What do you What do you do? Uh, Bob's going off to. I'm gonna. Oh, shit. I'm gonna run over and see what the hell Bob's doing. Bob has quite clearly spotted something, and he's walking towards it. That's what I figured. As you approach, you see that. Uh, you see what he's seen. You see holes in the ground. And you're really scared at first because the holes look roughly human body shaped, like graves. Oh, yikes. As you approach, you see that there there is in total maybe 20 or 30 graves, like perfectly dug graves in the ground here. There are no bodies in them, though. There is a bit of water in all of them. You can see that a recent rain must have washed some water in. You're getting pictures of this, right? Bob takes several photos. What what the hell is this? I gotta tell you, I don't know. Can I do uh, some, some investigation? Uh, just uh, They appear to be graves? You can see the uh, shovels and maybe picks that were used to dig this hole. Oh, these holes, sorry. You can okay. see that all of them are, like, they're, it's, it's shoddy-looking tools, like just cheap tools that would have been Probably probably would have come from maybe like a small village nearby. All right, so this is locals. Yeah. You can't see any evidence of any like religious ceremony going on here. It doesn't look like anyone it doesn't look like funeral rites have happened. It just looks like some people came out, dug some graves, and then left. You can see the footprints for where they came and went. Can I do a just a, a quick count of how many guys are with us? <laughs> oh god that must be a heart like that must have stopped your heart when you thought of that yeah you are one two three four ten of you and all right all right there's maybe 25 graves here okay <laughs> I, i'm gonna look um, over at bob and i was like you know not that i'm superstitious but for a second i thought those might have been for us bob i'm gonna roll for him real quick Bob walks up to one of the graves and then gestures into the, the it's like a lot there's not a lot of grass here it's very muddy mm-hmm. and he gestures at the mud and you see what he was looking at there are like hand and footprints climbing into and out of the graves all of them you see in this Bob Bob nods I don't know what this is he says yeah I have very little guess as to what could be going on here you know, unless there's a bunch of Vietnamese Dracliers or something, but uh, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Maybe, I don't know, some sort of, I don't even know, he says. Yeah, you, you, your family's from here, right? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know, this is weird. It's weird to me. Huh? We agree on that, my friend. Hey, let's let's go see what Mr. B- Congeniality is up to. You walk back to the lieutenant. 
The lieutenant is having a conversation with the sergeant. Both of them are kneeling. It looks like the sergeant has kind of tricked the lieutenant into not just standing up and making himself a massive target. Howdy, boys. Well, if it isn't the little reporter, uh, you you uh, see anything interesting over there? Just some weird holes in the ground, but uh, beyond that, no. Those holes shooting at you? Can't say that they were, sir. Well, they're no concern to us, then. Standing up, the sergeant, as he stands up, the sergeant, like, reaches out as if he's going to grab him, and then you're the, you and Bob see it, but the lieutenant doesn't. Uh, the, yeah, the lieutenant doesn't. <laughs> but the sergeant, like, goes to grab the lieutenant and drag him down, but then thinks better of it, and then just puts his hand down. And just, the sergeant just has a pained expression on his face. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stay down following the uh, sergeant's example. All right, everyone. Let's pack it up. Let's get moving. There's no Viet Cong here. Okay. And the group forms up and you start heading out. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.